preface of Unknown London. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. Unknown London by Walter George Bell. Preface. Herein you will find much concerning those things which everybody knows about, but nobody knows. The things you have known about since childhood, and have been content to leave them at that, knowing little of what they are, and still less of where they are to be found. I have dealt mostly with the big things that London has in its keeping, such as the Doomsday Book. Can you tell me offhand where it is to be seen? With the Confessor's Shrine. Of the crowds who enter Westminster Abbey there is a big leaven who do not even know that it is there. With the massive fragments of London's Roman wall that still survive. With that spot in Smithfield where martyrs burnt and English history was made. With the Duke of Suffolk's head and its dramatic story. With our Roman baths. With London stone and odd others. Things familiar as household words and as much apart from the average Londoner's life as are the pyramids of Egypt. Incidentally, London has the bones of one of those pyramid builders. I have not gone outside the city, save twice to our famous abbey, and once to Wapping, for a breath from the salt sea, a few minutes' walk below Tower Bridge. You can cover all the ground on foot on two or three afternoons. I should lay claim to be a successful showman, for there is no charge everything to which this book may guide you is free the city of london the innermost square mile is the richest ground for historical associations in all our world empire and the greater pity therefore that it should be unknown the lowest depth of ignorance of the city's historical places of surviving remains of its great past of london history that is weaved close into the web of the nation's story the real bottom of the abyss you plumb in the average city man he knows nothing he is a mere child until you do as i have done take him on an adventurous voyage of exploration and open his eyes to all those things that he has never seen and tell him what he has never taken the trouble to know it is much the same with the visitor from the empire's broad dominions you conduct him to the parks and the royal palace regent street and theatre land in the west end introduce him to thames beauties at richmond but he knows the city only as a place that he has been rushed through to see the tower of london the bank of england being pointed out on the way the city is the kernel of london the sole depository of its history for centuries when in fact it was london the rest being fields foot for foot it offers more of interest to the man or woman of british race than any other equal area in the world much will be missed from these pages i have gone to work lazily omitting most things give me credit for candour picking here and there a solitary church has mention not a single livery company's hall not guild hall nor gog and magog not that gorgeous example of Norman builder's craft, St. Bartholomew the Great. Not St. Paul's. Not—but the city affords material that might fill a shelf with volumes like this. Some things are still sealed, and there I pick a quarrel with the city companies. 
why are their historic halls hermetically closed and so are quite unknown to londoners the churches are open for two or three hours daily and why not they the tower of london now gives admission to its dungeons which are no dungeons but are above ground and to the bloody tower but a prohibition the good sense of which i have never understood forbids visitors from entering the sad little church of st peter ad vincula save after a most troublesome and roundabout process of getting written leave i owe much to the kindness of friends in assisting me with illustrations canon westlake sent me the photograph of the sandbagged shrine of the confessor mr henry froude has permitted the reproduction of the shrine itself and also of king charles the second in wax effigy from mr bond's westminster abbey to a like courtesy from clarendon press oxford i am indebted for the block of london stone from the late sir lawrence gomm's the making of london to knowledge for the illustration of the bones of menkaura on their tray and to the trustees of the british museum for that of the coffin lid of the pharaoh the public record office always so helpful granted permission for a photograph to be taken of the domesday book and the rev j f marr vicar of aldgate allowed me to photograph that grim memento mori which forms my frontispiece end of preface